let's talk about 5015. I told y'all. I knew it'd probably be somebody from the neighborhood. It'd probably be somebody who was mad about those dress code rules being like somebody. I saw an interesting ass theory that white people are behind it. This week's episode is brought to you by The Simple Pour, featuring our signature drink, Horsepower. For all of your beverage concierge needs, head on over to The Simple Pour. Simple name, extraordinary taste. Enjoy the show. You are now listening to the Poor Horseman Podcast. But pouring up is a lifestyle. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Poor Horseman. Also subscribe to Apple and our Spotify podcast, The Poor Horseman. Let's get it. Crack in the kitchen, the raws on the mission. Break the bars out, screens in my expedition. Screens in my lack, yup, my trunk crack. Break the bars off, it's like this and like that. On the ESPN, I watched that game. Remember, they, they, they called they it the movie. The movie. Yeah. yeah, that shit, that was a slow-ass fucking game. Mm-hmm. The game was super slow. Bro, and I remember watching it as a kid. But if you compare that shit to what we used to now in modern day, shit fast pace. He was he was scoring 39, 45 points. Some niggas that have like 86. 88, points. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Scotty had another 25 or whatever. Shit, one game, Kukoc had 31. And Jordan had like 35. And they only had like 93 points in the game. Yeah. Shit's crazy. This is episode 98 of the Poor <laughs> Horseman. Mm-hmm. We were talking about. Uh, what we was going, we always do sports players. We just based it off of the last shot because ironically that happened, what was it, 1998? But it happened four days ago on June 14th. So I was like, yeah, that's probably well, the day. It's going to come out. So yeah, it's going to come out next week. So yeah. But you said the 14th of June. Yeah. Today so, is yeah. the 18th. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we're recording on the 18th. But yeah, man, 98. 98. Can y'all remember 98? Yeah, 98 was a good year for me. Uh, what happened? I was 10 years old. Lost your virginity or something? No, nah, not 98. I ain't lose my virginity. It's probably like 99, 2000. Mm. To a freak. <laughs> Wild freak, too. Man. She blessed your game. I used, I used my, my legs on the dresser for leverage. Oh, shit. You was deep in it. <laughs> Damn. I never forget yeah, that. Soul control. That yeah, I didn't know what was going on. Man. That wild was a tough boy. time. That was a tough time for me. That's a perfect segue to start this pod by saying, "Women, we apologize. Mm, 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 <laughs> we aren't shit." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As a black man, we I can speak for myself. Mm-hmm. We aren't shit. I, I can speak for my race, my gender. Us black men, we aren't shit. Got you better. Why is that, though? Just think about how we grew up or who your influencers were, your influencers, yeah. what you were watching. We grew. We all grew up in Houston. I, Like I said, I can speak for – I and I can speak for you because, well, we up – our upbringing. I'm saying we can break it down well, a little bit. For us, everybody's not brought up the same way. Mm-hmm. So we were fortunate to have two parent household, but in some two parent households, excuse me, you have it where the dad is the 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 dominant uh, the dominant figure in the house. He expects dinner in the in the household. Soon he gets home from work, 
Yeah. Uh, he's he's not emotional. He's not as consoling, and things of that nature. For us, our dad worked his ass off, and he was working long hours. But my pops is six foot four. Was in the NFL for a little spell. Uh, stature, like I said, now nah, he's six four. He's six five. Excuse me, six five. Uh, big two hundred sixty pound black man. And he'll tell you to this day, like, if you disrespected him, he'll slap the shit out of you. He won't say shit, but he'll slap the shit out of you. And my mom was five foot four. We we feared we feared her more than we feared our dad. <laughs> oh yeah. Like straight up growing up, because she ran the household. I think I said the analogy before. It's like that that crane that's in that alligator's mouth mm-hmm. that running the show. Yeah. That's what it was in our household. But one thing he taught us, and he didn't even have to just press us on it. He just like he we can I, I used to always look from afar and see it. Anytime somebody said like anything about like him being the commanding force or whatever, and he'll take a step back. Oh no, she run the show. Mm. Like always. So all that mis- misogyny shit, mm-hmm. I, I never I never saw fit to gravitate to that. Mm-hmm. I never, I never thought personally. Oh, I just gotta have my my thumb on a woman and just you know do all that shit. Now for me, I always kept the G. Like I wouldn't allow myself to go out of my go out of my character for a woman mm-hmm. in regards to like if if shit went down for you know I niggas fuck up and then because a woman cheated on him or some shit like that and then go out of his way. Nah. That shit ain't happening. Mm-hmm. And then they'll disrespect her or put their hands on them. Nah. My my I was petty. I just like go hit your friend or something. Mm-hmm. By hit, I mean have sex with her. That was me growing <laughs> up. But that's just that was my thinking. And I I always tell my pops, like, you you showed me how to treat your woman, how to protect your woman, how to provide your woman for your woman, but also respect them. Cause a lot of that shit get lost, uh, and then it's, it's brought up like in the '60s and shit, where women be like, "Well, niggas be like, man, why we can't have relationships like our grandmothers and shit, like our grandparents?" Times that's because different. that's because the grandfather sometimes wasn't shit, but the grandmas couldn't leave because they couldn't, you know, what I'm saying they couldn't do shit, and it was almost like a, a business structure because I'm just I'm relaying that to our folks. Mm-hmm. Our folks from Mississippi. They had it was on the farm. They had all these kids. Everybody had to work. Mm-hmm. Like, and then my grandpa, he had his businesses, but he was also running the farm. My grandma was running from all the kids was working. So it was it was kind of like a that was the structure where uh, if the father was out doing you know whatever he was doing in the streets. Not saying my grandfather was doing that, but for one, there wasn't no technology. You wouldn't know mm-hmm. unless you know. The 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 mistress was out, you know, talk talk of the town. Right. But if don't, it's just like, uh, hold on, don't go ahead. not to cut you off, be deviating from my point. What I'm saying is, a lot of the women back in the day couldn't provide for themselves, mm-hmm. and they and then it wasn't even their fault. The laws wouldn't allow them to provide yeah. for themselves. That's they were set back even further, yeah. and so in this day and age, niggas still think that's where it's at and that's where we at now 
where all these women are looking for us to provide for them, not to provide, excuse me, to protect them, but we ain't shit. And I say that because a woman died this week and she was on the front lines trying to get shit done for us. And none and she depended on a black man for shelter and he took advantage of it and then ultimately killed her. Say her name. Her name is Toya. And let me read her name. I don't want to mess up her name because it's Oluwatoyan Salua. I hope I said that last name correctly. But she was a 19-year-old girl, 19-year-old woman, excuse me, and she was on the fucking front lines. And all she wanted was some shelter because she was out of her means. And she damn near live tweeted her fucking assault. And nobody was there to help her. That's the fucking, that's, that's the world we live in now where not only we fighting the fucking police, but the same women that are trying to help us, we fucking over them. You seen it, and just to go hand in hand, you seen the, the viral video of the guy hitting the girl with the skateboard. I don't know if y'all seen that. Yeah, like that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Like, it's some that fucking peons. black guy. It was yeah, a black dude. dude from Harlem. They said the story. The, the story was he tried to holler at her and she was like, "No, nah, I'm good." And then wow, he hit her, he hit her with yeah. boy. That's the story. Hit I don't know if that's true. Full. And then it's another another case. A dude in school slapped the shit out of a black woman, that, girl man. because I don't know what they was talking about, yeah, but slapped that. the shit out of her. And then you got these niggas recording them uh, throwing a black shit. girl in the dumpster. Wow. Yeah, yeah man. Oh. Like it's like. And it was fucked up too. It's a lot of niggas that'll be like tweeting, oh, we gotta protect black women or this and that and a third. And then if you go search them, if you go search their shit, it's a whole fucking contradiction. You'll see some shit from two weeks ago. Ah, oh, bitches ain't shit. Or before all this George Floyd shit. Man, these bitches ain't shit. Blase, blase, not it. Like, it's fucking peons out here. And these women are looking for us for protection, and they can't get it because it's some fucking peons out here. I uh, tweeted out today that uh, black women are the most uh, beautiful thing uh, on this earth. And I mean that, uh, yeah, through these instances that, that Casey is talking about, uh, you know, us not protecting our black women and slapping them and throwing them in the trash, recording them, and man, that shit is whack, bro. We need to protect our black women. Um, We need to come together. Uh, Black men, we have to do better. Like, bottom line, uh, no matter how you was brought up, everybody has a mama. You know, everybody has a sister. Well, not everybody, but you have siblings, female siblings that you care about or, or female family members and uh, you wouldn't want nothing done to them like that, you know? We got to stop, think about these things. Uh, I know women can get under your skin. I'm pretty sure all our, our ladies can get under our skin. But it takes nothing for you to walk away. Nothing. And nine times out of ten, we're stronger than women. So if they come after you, you can get away. 
you can get away if you really it's want clips to. it's clips if you listen to this part you heard me and if even if before this part i've said the same fucking thing if i get hit which i've been hit before I put my hands in my pocket, I get the fuck out. I run. I will run away. You will never say that I raised a hand at you because I will fucking run away. I am not going to ever be a part of that fucking clique because I think that shit is some, it's for peons. It's straight it up. It is. And then it's another thing, though, like I was getting into about like the Twitter shit. It's one thing to, you know, adapt and, and change yourself. But it's people that's out here like trying to just like they'll tweet that shit for the, the the popularity. Like don't these women aren't asking for a popular tweet, asking for fucking protection. And it start off with us actually adapting. You ain't it's still like you we got shit in our uh our goddamn uh realm and our world with you know Captain Saberhole and all that shit and all that. That shit exists. And it's some, I mean, some, it's some women out there that it was, it was going after, you know what I'm saying? Cause it was some people out there, you got gold diggers, titles didn't, titles didn't show up for, for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Those words, those titles came with, with the actions by some people. Okay, well, and there's some you, niggas out here that does it too. I ask you, so how do we, uh, steer away from, uh, like the notion of like the girl is on us. Like if we go to prospect and these women, they, you can tell that they want to do something that night. And how do you, as a man, like, nah, little mama, like, I don't want to just do that. Because if you're in a relationship and you don't want to do it, you just, no, 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 no. I'm I'm really talking to the young brothers out there that's just out here just trying to get some pussy. Like they just going well, out you and going doing away stuff. from the, what I'm talking about though. Like not, no, we're not on that but shit. That's, but that's, but that's still no, the that's same. not no fucking protecting. I'm talking about. But it, it's I'm the same realm of everything you just not, said about. It's, it's the same realm of everything you just said it's about not. the gold diggers and all that. Like yeah, yeah it is because it's, all, it's even, all in I, our community. I wasn't focusing on that shit. Though. I know, I'm but saying, it's all in our community though. Dog, what I'm saying is this: in this fucking day and age. It shouldn't it shouldn't be niggas out here trying to popularize protecting the black woman without fucking doing the actions of protecting the black woman. If you are doing the re, doing the tweets and doing this shit and the words and all that, then your actions should stand by your fucking words straight up. I'm like I can't reiterate how much this week has pissed me off by how I had to miss work. Like, I almost had a fucking breakdown mentally. Nigga was going through the shit because I'm still going through shit with, with, you know, white people and fucking police, all this shit. Like, it's, it's becoming enough. I've already had it to where niggas know, me personally, I only speak about myself, really. Niggas know, me personally, if you talk about my mama, I don't give a fuck if we've been friends since I was a third grader. I will slap the shit out of you. I don't play those fucking games. Don't disrespect no woman in front of me. None of that shit. I don't, I never played those games. So all this shit is like really crawling under my skin as a fucking black man because my pops taught me well. And there's some peons out here that's taking advantage of the shit 
by trying to popularize themselves. Don't fucking do that. I'm just holding every black man accountable, and I'm looking straight in the fucking camera. Hold yourself accountable by protecting these fucking women and stop trying to popularize yourself because that's some peon-ass shit, straight up. Dude, did, did you see somebody do that that you know? I'm not doing it. No, I've been seeing, like, I, I got to see all the Twitter shit because it's, it's retweeted. If it was a nigga that I know personally, I'd call him out on that shit. Okay, like, nigga, that, I, I just, remember. No, I'm confused nah, about, no, I'm, I'm, I'm confused about this, your anger because it's, it seemed like it's, it's somebody that you Every black do. man in a fucking, a woman was killed because she depended on a fucking black man and he fucking killed her. Like some fucking peon ass shit. Like straight up. Well, listen, man. Uh, all I can say is that that was weak. Uh, you know, he should not have done that. Uh, we do have to protect our black women. But, um, man, you know, every, every man, everybody wasn't fortunate enough to be raised the right way. I can say that honestly, how to treat a woman, um, you know, how you're supposed to go about the proper way of doing things. Um, you know, Kay was talking about y'all upbringing. I come from an upbringing of a single parent household where my mom done, did everything. And, um, you know, y'all had a father in y'all life who taught y'all kind of, you know, the right way to do things. And like Kay said, treat a woman and this, this and that. Well, I didn't have that. And I seen my mom, you know, have a man that didn't do right by her and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it, it showed me, okay, this is what I don't want to be. This is how I don't want to treat a woman like this. But I knew, because I was smart enough, which a lot of people aren't, okay? Mm -hmm. They're not smart enough to see. Yo, my mom is a queen. She's a warrior. She's a warrior. To raise five kids alone. And this world and this society bust her ass, work two jobs, you know, still provide shelter, food, you know, clothes, everything. Like, she's a warrior. How could you treat this woman bad? You know what I'm saying? But it, it takes a certain type of individual to see, all right, this is something that you don't do. Well, other peons, as you call them, they look at women and think that they're supposed to, you know, do whatever they say or. You know, you know it, it's just it's a sick mindset, man, and and I it's I wish it's it's just it's horrible. You know what I'm saying? And I wish we could do better as black men. But a lot of people out here need therapy. A lot of people need counseling. Yeah. A lot of people need some help. You know what I'm saying? But you're right for holding everybody accountable. And I and I applaud you for being angry about this. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a sad situation, man. It really is. It really is. But uh. You know, let's segue into something different, man, because that's, you know. Rest in peace, Toya. Straight up. Straight up. Rest in peace, mom. Rest in peace. Straight up. So what we got next, fellas? Let's talk about 5015. I told y'all. I told you. I knew it was somebody. I knew it was somebody black. I knew that. I knew it'd probably be somebody from the neighborhood. It'd probably be somebody who was mad about those Dress code rules being like somebody. Um, I also had a thought that maybe it was a competitor, but I don't really know who would be competing off I saw, Alameda. I saw an interesting ass theory. Mm, let me tell you, let me hear it. All right, so it's a um, 
she she known on Twitter. My girl actually knows her. Um, God damn, I wish I would have bookmarked it. I, 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 I read through it, though. Mm-hmm. So she's an actual lawyer. Okay. So she she her theory was provided with research. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So everyone who has owned 5015 has leased it mm-hmm. since June 2nd, 1988. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry, January 2nd, 1988. Wow. Because a white woman actually owned that land. Mm-hmm. So the white woman died June 4th this year. Mm-hmm. And then um, the dress code shit came out two days after. Mm. And so um, her theory was that white people are behind it. Mm-hmm. And the the black people that were used are actually... Like you know, what I'm saying they tools. were told to do. They it were by, told to do it. Okay. They was they was henchmen. Yeah, because she believes that they are. She uh, with her research, mm-hmm. she believes that the people that are behind it are the the heirs of this woman because she said this woman money was long. She got a lot of a lot of shit that she owned, and her money was long. Yeah. and so the heirs were trying to get. You know, fifty fifteen out of there for the museum district because mm-hmm. they trying to get it to where it's gentrified, mm-hmm. and so of course for it to not to fall back on them, they use people of color to you know get it out of there because they say she's saying that the dude actually doesn't own it, mm-hmm. he just was leasing it. Gotcha, gotcha. So and then ironically, I did not know that he actually owns a piece of turkey uh leg hood as well oh yeah the same guy okay so there was some other shit behind that but that that's just what i can remember from the top of my what head you think, what you think jay i don't think you was here last week we discussed it i seen it uh i don't i, I really don't know uh i seen the video yeah of them niggas uh gasoline and lit that on fire uh, yeah man. It, it was definitely black dudes yeah for sure uh yeah, man, if, if it was, I don't know the theories are what he just said, maybe insurance claims. Yeah. Maybe they was pissed off about the, the rules and regulations. Yeah. Shit, I don't, I mean, I don't know. If if they did that shit over rules and, re- and regulations of the, the actual oh, spot, boy. that's, that's, that's like insane to me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Damn man, it. I don't know. I got, I know a girl that actually bartended there. Uh-huh. Uh, and she she would always invite us out to it. Like, hey, come, I'm I'm bartending, come. Me, uh-huh. me and me and KP. So I mean we never went. Like we wanted to go I think one time, but we just didn't go. But yeah, man, I don't know. I've been there plenty of times though. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they were under new management over the years. I think so. Now, yeah. Yeah, it was the the guy they remodeled it the, and everything, the, man. The, it looked nice out Because the last time I went was for like a, a networking event and that was like three years ago when I stayed on Alameda. Okay. Yeah, nah, it's, it was looking nice, man. It was, it was a nice little atmosphere and everything. You went? So, yeah, I went by there. I went by there. I stood yeah. outside for a little bit, chopped it over with my boys, some of my people from Third Ward. And uh, actually, while I was out there, I got compliments about the show. So, you mm. know, I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, but I'm nah, getting more was, and more of those too. You are, yeah, man. So, uh, I don't get shit. Horrible. <laughs> this is re- usually when I go somewhere, they be like, "Hey, I listen to your show," and I barely know the person. Yeah. Like, oh shit, you do. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. 
So let's talk about uh, Mr. Kyrie Irving. We touched on it a little bit last week. So basically, give a, a backstory to it. Kyrie has put together a coalition, him and a, other, a couple of other players, Dwight Howard and uh, what's my man's name from the Lakers? Uh, Avery Bradley mm-hmm. are, are the major um, ones speaking out uh, with Kyrie. Uh, but basically just saying, you know, let's not go play ball. Let's Let's take a stand. Uh, while we have all the eyes on us, and let's not, you know, distract. Damn mosquito got away. Anyway. <laughs> let's not let's not distract uh, what's going on right now um, by playing basketball. And then you have former athletes. I know Casey want to get into the former athletes who are making uh, remarks about the situation. But hold on, I, I want to touch on that. Uh-huh. So I went here last week. Yeah. So my thing is, first of all, what are y'all gonna do? Yeah. Pushing the pushing the movement forward. What y'all gonna do? Y'all not gonna play, but what are y'all gonna do? Is there a plan in place? No. Is y'all just you know taking a stand by not playing? Mm-hmm. Like what is what are y'all gonna do to further the movement? Secondly, Kyrie. It seems like, first of all, I heard what Matt Barnes said about him not being able to go. Yeah. To the shit. And that, and that, I guess, pissed him off. So he going like, nah, fuck that. We, sh- we all shouldn't go. Yeah. And that makes sense to the premise of Kyrie in the past always kind of wanted it his way. Of course. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying what Matt Barnes saying, is saying is true or whatever. I don't know. Like, he knows. I don't know. But I'm just saying from Kyrie's behavior – on the many teams he's pattern, been on, you can tell. these three, t- these last three teams—Cleveland, Celtics, and Brooklyn—like he always. First of all, he can't play twenty games without getting hurt. Like, Never. and uh, every time it seems like if something don't go his way, he has a hissy fit about something. And, and that's just me. That's just my theory. I just that's, put that's, things together. But that's, that's you dead um, on point. I mean, before before uh, LeBron got to was on his way to Cleveland, he was like. This is my team. They wasn't going nowhere. Uh, He went to Boston. He set out. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Boom. Uh, He goes to Brooklyn. They have all these high expectations. He can't even play a full year. So this this dude here is one of the most ultra-talented players that have ever graced a basketball court. Let's not get it twisted. Let me, before you go into all that, also put in that LeBron, when they got that fucking title without him, of course not. He made that shot. Of course not. You forty point games. That's fine. Th- I'm that's, just saying, that, don't leave that out too. That, you can't fine. just say one side of the, of the we, table. We, what that's we cool. what we talking about is his hissy fit ways, his yeah. his whining ways, his play on the court when he's on the court and available is top notch. We we can't. We, there's nobody that would debate that. I wouldn't even debate that. Yeah, I love right. watching Kyrie play. All I said was he 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 seems to get hurt out. He can't play a whole season. And every time there's something, a contract coming up or there's, there's rumblings about his leadership and all that shit, like yeah. he wanted to leave Cleveland and start his own thing. Like LeBron, I, they said LeBron even told him, like, yeah, this is your team cool. I'm just here to facilitate. Let's get this ring. So I don't know, man. Like it just – it all adds up and that energy will follow you. If you putting that energy out like mm. you just selfish, like that shit going to follow you and it's going to come out. It's going to bleed. I don't, I don't put it past him with the Cleveland shit, mm-hmm. we've all been where, like say for pickup mm-hmm. instances for us, mm-hmm. 
we were on a squad. We winning, we winning, we winning. Mm-hmm. But you kind of taking the back seat. Yeah. You like shit. And some niggas be like, man, we need one. But y'all had just probably recently lost or something. Yeah. But y'all got y'all can got the chance to run it back. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you run with this team, you get more shots. You get more this and that. For sure. You gonna hop on that team. Great. He was a young nigga. That's yeah. what he wanted. That's yeah. that's the easiest way that I I took it because it made it easier. Boston. He never wanted to go there in the first place. He already made it seen. He already made it known. He wanted to go home. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was always his ideal place. He wanted to be in New York. I don't put it past him. I wouldn't want to be in fucking Boston either. They racist as fuck. Mm-hmm. And you know how he is. He's so pro-black. He even got damn, uh, he got an Indian name, a Native American name. Yeah. So that wasn't going to fly for him in the first place. But my thing is not really much on what he said or what he's saying because, honestly, it's nothing. Is it really ain't nothing to fly over? It I can I can attest to that. That it is not too much to fly over. I looked into it. Then you know he just pretty much Saying speaking cash shit. Yeah, a lot of cash shit. But my problem is the people addressing it, like Kendrick Perkins. What you think about Stephen A. Smith? Uh-huh. Uh, um, like Shannon Sharp. Matt Barnes is an ex-player, so he. I, All he said was, I mean, even Kendrick Barnes, I mean, Kendrick uh, Perkins. Perkins is an ex-player too, but he is starting to teeter along the lines where he's going full-fledged uh, uh, analyst or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, anchor, media, side, media right. and he's losing his ways because – all that bird, you can put a, you can take Kyrie and put his brain in a bird. I like that. And it'll fly backwards. I like that. I that, like that shit is trash, bro. Like, <laughs> you can't, you you can't chastise a man for his fucking opinion. You can't. Because you oppose it. You see, like. I that, mean, that's where you get paid. For. That's the premise of what they get paid for, though. No, that's not. It they is. they They get paid to talk about fucking sports. That's the, that's the main thing about this shit. Because Stephen A. Smith, it's obvious he's so sick of talking about this racial shit that he just wants sports to come. I listened to this nigga today. He was on there talking about what Kevin Durant said about Kendrick Perkins. He called him a sellout. KD called Kendrick Perkins a sellout. Yeah. And, And Stephen A. Smith, in the most Stephen A. Smith way, said, you know, I believe that um, first off, he talked about Dwight Howard's letter and he talked about how he didn't articulate himself and pretty much call him a dumbass. But then when he got to KD calling him a sellout, uh, he said, oh man, KD is, I, you know, KD, I believe he's the greatest player, one of the greatest player when healthy. Uh, um, he's a businessman. He's, uh, like I said, one of the best deadliest shooters and all this and that and the third. Yeah. But I have a problem with him calling him a sellout because this is the first thing we heard from him. We haven't heard anything about Kate uh, from KD about what's going on in the world. We haven't heard any of it. Blah, this, and this, third. He went on a whole rant. The rant was like the, the, the clip was six minutes and 42 seconds. The rant was uh, directly about KD was three minutes and 42 seconds. As soon as it got to Jay Will, when he talked about Jay Will, Jay Will, I think clip was like 
a minute and 15 seconds. The first thing Jay Will said went, because KD ended it by saying, uh, uh, I mean, Stephen A. Smith ended it by saying KD uh, doesn't, didn't say nothing about what's going on in the world. He just called him a sellout. I think that's irresponsible. What's your, what's your opinion on that? Jay Will says he has posted many clips. He has posted many uh, things about what's been going on off the bat. This just strap all the back. That's my thing. All these media people are just talking bullshit out their ass, and then when they get hit with the facts, they hit. And then Stephen A. Oh, uh, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And these media people are full of fucking shit. And that's why this is why it's nothing wrong with talking about whatever controversy surrounding that sport. Like if it's if it's oh Kyrie came out with a statement on Twitter or he said something. And, of course, they have to talk about it, but the good reporters get inside and get the real story. Like, yeah. Stephen A. was on uh, All the Smoke talking about it. It's like, look, y'all know how I do. Like, I, if y'all had a, if the situation about Matt Barnes, he said he reached out to him and got the real story, and then mm-hmm. he talked about it. Yeah. So the real reporters do that, mm-hmm. and that's who, you know, they get the big bucks to. Like, yeah. So, like, if, like, with Matt Barnes, when he was saying, like, man, Kyrie, stop bullshitting. You know that they told you that you couldn't come, so now you want to do this shit. Exactly. If he got that inside scoop, he's warranted to say something can, like that. And you notice, I ain't saying nothing I'm not, against Matt Barnes. That's what I'm saying. Because I, I'm not saying, I know Matt Barnes, like I said, Matt Barnes is an ex-player, and he holds on to that shit tightly. Yes. He talks about that shit. Jalen like, Rose is another one that can exactly. get that inside scoop. And they don't never, they don't never turn their back on it. That they were ex-players that went media. Kendrick Perkins don't like Kyrie Irving. That's since what he did with Boston. Yeah, yeah feel me. So he he never mm-hmm. he never really attached Kyrie attached to Kyrie really well. So I know he has something uh, against Kyrie already. And then on top of that, uh, they say Kendrick Perkins was on those calls and on those meetings as well, just as part of the media. And uh, you that know, so, shit, the, nah, the the, the one with the, the in the beginning with Chris Paul and everybody just talking about coming back to play. So he know Kyrie agreed. His vote was to come back too, to play in Orlando. Okay. So he was on that call from what they say. Was this before yeah. no. the, 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 the George Floyd controversy? Uh, I'm not sure. No, I, it was I don't wanna, I don't All know. that stuff happened. Yeah. They, Kyrie was on board with everything. With everything. He wanted to go. Two days prior. That's why I said I'm not – my whole thing so is says. I'm not – I'm not even, I'm disregarding what Kyrie got to say. Mm-hmm. It's just how media fucking uh, attaches themselves to it mm-hmm. and then just be so opined to go against someone, what they say, and then just be like fucking sellouts. Katie said he hit on the money. Even though you got a personal vendetta with that man from y'all playing days or something, if you media now, be fucking responsible. It just, you can't deviate what a man says as a, a goddamn man. Because you oppose it and then use your 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 stage to talk down on them. This episode is brought to you by Velvet Noir Beard Care. Our listeners get 15% off with the promo code GUILD, that's G-U-I-L-D, on all products across the website. Go to VelvetNoirBC.com to retrieve your discount. That's V-E-L-V-E-T-N-O-I-R-B-C.com. Now back to the show. Yeah, that I mean, that's not right to attack any man's character. You're just supposed to be talking about what's going on. That bird brain shit. That's, that's either that's, that shit was to wild. me. That's either 
like you get like the producers are telling Kendrick Perkins, "Hey man, like we need the juicy shit. We need the the nah, uh, the beef freedom. Like uh-huh. or he's just too late. He just don't want to be going to Kyrie's DMs like, "Hey bro, this I got to talk about this tomorrow. What you, like what's up? Nah. I, we, I know we ain't get, I'm just saying yeah. you can take that extra step though. Right. You in the media, you, yeah. you in the media now. Yep. You're a reporter, so to speak. Yeah. So you got to you got to take that extra step." Especially when there's no sports and y'all gotta make up some content. Yeah. yeah. So it's just right. like, what Man. you like? So to your point, like, if they just gonna get on there and just talk shit, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. That now is. you, if you're a reporter, now take the extra step and try to see what the truth is, and then just talk about it in, in your witty way and try to have a take, a hot take or whatever you're gonna do, but don't just steer the man down because he gotta. Uh, different civil opinion. Different, yeah, different. I hope opinion. I real life hope podcasts just start taking away from this shit. Oh, like yeah. the autumn oh, got it already is. slowly first is. First take uh the 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 Shannon and Skip joint. Like I All mean Shannon Shannon oh, cool. Man. I love Shannon, I can't lie. Man. I mean that I'm so funny. I'm so sick of these media people just like being able to be on the stage to talk bullshit. Even Charlemagne to this point. Like all these people are just talking so much bullshit just to hear themselves talk or become a fucking viral clip. That is fucking trash. Is it, is it because you don't agree with some of their rhetoric or what? what is it? It's it's because it's not a genuine stance. Like, it's one thing if, like us, we don't prepare for shit. Uh-huh. Like, all this shit is freestyle. The only thing we said was which topics we'll talk about. Yeah. And then we, that's it. If you look in the text thread, it's mm-hmm. it's five topics, and we don't say, okay, we're going to talk about this at this point. Right. That. These people are journalists, so they go through this shit and script, and they they real life, like, They're they stage. They stage it. Okay. And it's all in the same realm. They all in the same realm. They go to the games. They know each other. They see yeah. each other all the time, and then you got the nerve to go on air and say some shit that you know ain't true. But. And I don't know. It's just like you sit there. It's not even, don't even, I mean, if you can just go through a night knowing that, you, like, this is what I'm going to say, this is what I'm going to say, this is what I'm going to say, and you rehearsing it, rehearsing it, rehearsing, all this shit is rehearsed, and then you going into the next day, and then you putting it out there, like, how are you okay with that shit? I don't know. It's a job. That shit. I mean, it's a job, yeah, but saying. it's Either like the producers if you are, are kind of the producers are puppy and puppet master in that oh, shit, yeah, for sure they or are. they just trying Especially to get a viral networks. moment out yeah. of it. That's I what don't I'm know. saying. That's why I don't like. That's why all the smoke. I I, I like they shit mm-hmm. because they just talk, and then you know they're not rehearsing this shit or memorizing this shit because they smoke weed all the time. Yeah. So it's hard to hell to do that <laughs> shit. Right. You know we not doing it because yeah. we drink. So what you like fuck? the genuine, authentic, genuine, and that's authentic what that's what and that's what podcasts are. Uh, we had a I seen Bill Simmons made a eighty million this year. Yeah. You know they called him the pod. Fucking Joe, so. Joe Bill Rogan. Simmons started all this yeah, shit. Yeah, so uh, you know Joe Rogan will be on that About next year fourth list. So yeah. I think podcasts are taking off, man, and 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 there's nothing wrong with. The authentic. If we get to the, the point where niggas reaching out to us like, man, hey, nah, this is what really happened. I heard y'all talking about this shit. This is what happened. Then all right. Tell us what happened. Yeah, right. <laughs> then we'll talk about it. That's we right. have you on the show. What's up? That's right. We're just giving you our genuine thoughts, our genuine feelings, our genuine emotions. That's that's basically what our show is. So, you know, yeah, man. But back to Kyrie. 
not to take the topic off of that, but just steering in another direction. Like, why, bro? Like, I get it, okay? Yeah, I, I, I can see your point where you don't want to go uh, to play ball and you want to keep the focus the focus. But what is your plan of action? And I don't know it, right? Where your plan of action could be easily, but since you're not going now, they said you can't go, you want to demonstrate the other way. So my thing is, while people may not be looking at the news or whatever while basketball is on, their eyes will be on basketball. So the players will have a lot of power. Um, your voice is power. Um, all the high-profile athletes will be there. You're going to have LeBron. You're going to have Kawhi. You're going to have Giannis. And uh, all of them are black players, man. So I think that they could use that money because if they don't go play, they're going to lose a lot of money going into next year and the CBA and all that type of talk. And uh, these players need money to put back in the communities and all that stuff. So it's a, it's a lot, why, man. Why we don't act like this hasn't been the forum for athletes? Anyway, like for That's civil how, rights or for, for a exactly. movement. Like Muhammad Ali, uh, 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 Jackie Robinson, uh, that picture with, uh, you know, that, that legendary picture with Jim Brown and uh, Bill, Russell, Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, yeah, like they, yeah. and they was, I think they was rallying for Ali when he didn't, when he was about to go to jail because he didn't right. want to go to the army. Mm -hmm. uh, shit, Kaepernick. Yeah. Like shit, what, like I don't know why we acting now like it, it's not gonna be something can't be fulfilled through yeah. sport because there's a lot of eyeballs, man. Uh -huh. And I think, I think now more than ever, like these little white kids growing up, all their heroes are black. Yeah. Not saying it wasn't like that before, mm -hmm. but now more than ever, like your favorite rappers or your favorite musician, period, is black. I, yeah. I can bet, like your favorite basketball player was either Kobe or LeBron. Yeah. Uh, uh, yo, you grew up on Obama, uh -huh. you know, and how articulate and as much of a statement statesman he was. Like, yeah. so it's just like I don't know, man. Like, times are changing, and I think, you know, through sport, that that form or that um, structure shouldn't change when it when it involves uh, systemic, uh, uh, just movement or like mm -hmm. uh, just a change. Like, it, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be uh, corrected. How do y'all feel? Do? Yeah. How do y'all feel about uh, the NFL trying to give Kaepernick an opportunity now? And also, I seen Donald Trump. They asked him, you know, uh, how does he feel about Kaepernick being back in the NFL, or does he think he deserved to be back in the NFL? And he said, Yeah, definitely he should if he's able to play. Uh, when he when it first kicked off, he was the main corporate saying, calling him a piece of, a, piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he was waving a flag for, uh, you know, the owners to say something about Kaepernick and, you know, not give him a job. Pretty much blackballing him out the league. Now he's saying that he should be in the league. Which, yeah. How do y'all feel about that? People praising him. People praising him. That's a contradiction contradiction of mm -hmm. what the NBA players saying it's a contradiction mm -hmm. for what people saying that uh, the NBA shouldn't go on mm -hmm. because if y'all praising him to get a job and play yeah like what are y'all what are y'all saying on the NBA side like why they shouldn't play mm -hmm. 
It's just, I don't know. It's just like the same I get thing. what you're saying. Yeah. I definitely get what you're saying. If the NFL is going to go on, why wouldn't the NBA? Or, no, I'm just saying on uh-huh. Kaepernick's situation, period. Okay. Like, you champion him to get back on the field and yep. play. But he's he was uh, he was uh, about the movement uh-huh. and about police brutality. Uh, Kyrie is saying, "Nah, we shouldn't play. We should focus on the movement." So ah, it's just like, I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah, well, I get what it. What are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Like, that, that's a contradiction to me. Man, I don't know. Just, how do y'all feel about uh, coronaviruses? Uh, oh wait, with. The whole Kaepernick shit. Oh, Cap. I'm sorry. Trump, every, man, the whole shit feels forced. Mm-hmm. Cap is what, 34, 35 now? Possibly. Like I don't know his age. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I know he like, I think he got two years on, on me. Yeah. Two, three years on me. So if he's like 34, 35. 32. He's, oh, he's 32. Damn, he only, well, he's my age. Fuck. Yeah. And he been out the league how many years now? Five. Yeah. He been out the league five years? It, hasn't it been five years, producer? 2016. Oh, 16. So that was his last season. Okay. Four years. Two thousand can you confirm Damn. that because that business, that's a big deal. Man, that's definitely a big deal. It that, had to be 2016. 2016. His body should be. If fresh that was still. his last year, then I mean it could his wow, body he was young. His body can be fresh, yeah. but at the same time, that speed ain't gonna be the same. He already wasn't just the most elite passer to just keep it all the way 100. Mm-hmm. As I mean, it could be like sports. So now that gives them, he comes in and he doesn't perform like they expect him to perform. Then that gives them the, oh, we gave him a try. Y'all wanted it. We gave him a try. He didn't say, you know, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Mm-hmm. But because I saw that the Chargers was, was saying that yeah. he fits. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, ironically, their coach is a black man. Yep. And so, um, it, like I said, it feels forced, but I'm still rooting for him. Hope everything. Me I too, hope he man. shines. Unless he play my lines, I just keep going on it. <laughs> yeah, but man. it's just, it's just crazy that once it's put out there, this nigga was right. Oh yeah, I would love to see him play. All the the owners, we were wrong. No, Goodell, matter of fact, because cause I heard, I saw that where someone said that Goodell actually advocated for him, but was too much of a punk to stand up to the owners. Oh wow, well that spotlight get hot, boy. That's but you the fucking you. commissioner. They can't just snatch that away from you. Like they can, they, they can vote or end it like that. They he was already there. contracted. He got his contract. So as soon as he signed that dot, and if he felt some type of way, he should have been like, "Hey, this is you know he should be able to get a spot." But he he caved and he punked out. And now, oh, I apologize, and then everything's supposed to be okay. This man lost four or five years of his fucking prime because of a punk and some, you know, racist-ass owners. When it was obvious and it was said and he did it on the knee, 
he got on the knee because of a a, a, a army man told him that's the most appropriate way to you know not stand up for the. Yeah, you know people just don't want to hear that. It's crazy, People dog. just don't want to hear this, that truth. I'm so sick of this shit, bro. <laughs> this week has been... Hey, and, uh, Roger Goodell make Adam Silver look like the golden child. Oh, for sure. Nah, I, I fuck with Any Adam commission. Silver. Adam Silver is the I greatest commission. Yeah, I fuck with him. You got baseball players asking Adam Silver, like, what I can we that. do? Yep. You're absolutely right. Yeah, Adam just Silver's give, a... Dog, give, you got to give some power to your people, man. Yeah. Like, that's it. Just just commission some shit. That's it. Just fucking... If you got a guy like LeBron, a straight, narrow guy like LeBron, never been in no trouble, he's a leader, this, that, all in, all of the above. Like, listen to him. You got him and Chris Paul leading the way of the Players Coalition. And just, you know, sign the dotted line and that's it. Make your statements. Do what's right, man. What's right and it's right and wrong, man. That's it. Like yep. if you try to be too much of a dictator, man, and then in a sport like football where, you know, it's a lot of aggression and ego. Like and with the owners, the players, everybody. Mm-hmm. So you can't just be no dictator unless you, you know, just a I don't know, a king from the earlier <laughs> days or something. Like you got the yeah. iron fist. But nah, yeah. Goodell is like a he 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 pussy to me. Like he uh, he crumbles. Yeah. Under like when, like I said, when that spotlight get hot, man, mm-hmm. it, like you got situations where domestic violence and uh, uh, what else happened? Uh, this Kaepernick situation. Mm-hmm. He don't know how to handle spotlight situations like that. He don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Then he brings people in like Jay Z to help him, like just to get that that uh, what do they call it when like a uh, uh, I guess like a not like a puppet, but like a when you bring somebody in just like for show, mm-hmm. like showing like, oh, okay, here's my better side. Like, so he, you grab somebody like Jay-Z and do a, a conference with him and then let him talk and let him get his points off. Yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree. But nah, like you the commissioner, like, I don't know. Man. That shit just been, it's been a week. Cause yeah. It, it's just like constantly now. It's a fucking week. Like, it, it has not let up. I don't, people said look forward to June to see what's going to happen. This motherfucker hasn't let up. At least for me, emotionally, mentally, shit even physically. Yeah. I'm just not back in two shoes. That's cuz the swelling went down, but that hole still hurt. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, man, I'm not going to be just keep walking around this fucking boot until if I got to have surgery or so. But man, dog, this shit has just been constantly week after week. 2020 we ain't getting no god we we got somewhat of a win because we had the cop that killed the guy in atlanta uh was is ray nard uh was it ray shard or ray nard ray sean i believe let's let's make sure we get that brother name right i can't there's so much going on man straight up you had Raynard Brooks. Raynard Brooks. You had that. You had the hanging of you finding black men hanging from trees. Hey man, I ain't gonna lie to y'all, man. I've been I kind of somewhat disconnect from shit. Like I usually I be on you scroll on your shit, mm-hmm. and you come across a news segment on whatever shade room, whatever you follow, Fox yeah. News, whatever the fuck you follow. And you click on their whole page and you see what they've been posting all day. And then it's just like built up like yeah. negative energy and shit. Like I've been protect- protecting my energy from everything that's been going on. Right, like from now, like 
Because you can't take all that shit in. It's too much. It is. Like another black dude just got killed, got gunned down for, because uh, they because he stole the taser and he like why would you shoot just it, you just lost a foot race. That's right, Nar Brooks. Yeah, you just lost a foot race. You get his license plate and just go arrest him later. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's honestly like it, it's it's so emotionally crippling for me. Cause I always talk about that event that happened in OKC regarding me and the police. But for me, it got to the point, especially with that, it got to the point where it's like, it's always been a survivor's guilt because I raised my fist to swing on this cop. And I always talk about it. I felt like it was the grace of God. I, it, I honestly feel like something turned me not to swing on this man. And, like, simultaneously, I start punching out glass because I was that mad. I got pepper sprayed, and that shit hurt. That shit stung. And it was for no apparent reason. I wanted blood. I wanted that cop's blood. And it should have been, like, straight up. It you weren't handcuffed yet? Huh? No, he sprayed me right in front. And then you punched the glass. I I went to, look, I went to pivot, like straight up, left foot down. I went with the right, and I'm about to hit him with a haymaker. I'm I'm coming at him with the haymaker, and I swear to God, it felt like something turned me. And then I started punching our glass. It was almost like I did a pivot with the basketball mm-hmm. and I just started punching our glass and that's when the cop tried to arrest me couldn't and then like four of the cops came and then they bum rushed me slammed me on the ground roughed me up and then arrested me but it's like I did all that shit and spent the night in jail mind you my Raynard he um he took the taser. They say he reached for the waistband for the gun or whatever. Blase, blase. But it doesn't justify losing a life. You got other kids that died. Literally, a kid died for having a toy gun. It did nothing wrong. Tamir like Rice. all that shit. Every time another black man dies, I personally feel like, yo, how the fuck? Did I get away with, you know, actually showing that I'm about to swing on this nigga and I'm still here. It's not like I'm questioning God. It's just like, dog, those, and it's fucked up for me to even feel like those cops would have had a justification to these fucking standards to put one in me. It's fucked up. I shouldn't have to feel that way, but that's how I feel constantly and you would think these cops would ease up on black folks like even just the confrontation of like no. somebody speeding like oh, i ain't got time for that today or just like you would think they would ease up on the the engagement of them and black folks on the street that just on the highway street whatever like unless it's a call for somebody just being Completely out of line. They taking this shit on another level. That shit is crazy. They said a lot of the Atlanta cops walked out today. Yeah. Unity and uh, a lot of the cops that still on the job are not taking nine one one calls. So, <laughs> you know that shit is crazy, man. Uh, 
you know, this this stuff is very frust- frustrating for all of us, as we could tell. My man, KC, was bubbling sweat at the beginning. I, c- I could tell that, you know, these things have made him angry, you know. And uh, I know the, the month before, I was pretty uh, upset and, and going through a lot. So what I say to all of us um, out there is just stay strong. Um you know, stay as far away from the cops as you possibly can. Uh, and if you're in their, if you're in their presence, just do what you got to do to get home. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't want to hear about another black man uh, getting gunned down, another black man being killed. Like that's the worst, man. That's the worst because even my gar- my girl, she has paranoia. We seen a black man talking to a, a white cop today, and she was like. We should just stay here and just watch uh, until everything is, you know, is okay. Like, that's the type of stuff that, yeah. you know, just in case he, he does something to him. Like, you know that, uh, scary, man. You know that video that went viral of the kid bouncing his basketball and then the cop rolled by and he Come got on, by? Man. We used to play games like that. Yeah. We used to do that. I remember doing that with a bunch of my friends. Like, yeah. oh, the cop's coming. Like, get Yeah, yeah like, no doubt. That shit crazy. It's, that it's, was, uh, yeah. That that's that that's that's man. that's crazy, man. Like we shouldn't be compelled to have to monitor a cop, yeah. and that's what the Black Panther used to have to do. They literally had to pull up with the guns. When you talked about that clip on Twitter, yeah, yeah. like they had to pull up with the guns to monitor, say the laws and all that and all that. And what was that clip from again? The movie Panther. Panther. Yeah, I, I got to definitely check. And that so out. I ain't seen that in a while. And so. um it's just crazy that we have to do these things to actually provide safety for our own because we can't just sit by and and turn a blind eye and then you get home on the news and hear about the shit. Yeah. Because that's exactly what could possibly happen. And to say possibly happen with that is fucking insane. Aren't police hired to de-escalate situations mm-hmm. yes and yeah, all they do me? is escalate shit slave catchers yeah, yeah man yeah um and then i heard the i heard the the argument well not the argument or just the other side like if you're on a cop if you're a cop and you're on the job for a day and you're working your 12-hour shift or whatever they do and you're getting call after call after call and you're dealing with a domestic dispute over here, uh, a corner store call you because somebody's drunk in there and they was trying to steal, mm. or if uh, there's a shooting reported over somewhere. Like, so you're dealing with different emotions all day, mm-hmm. and then somebody make a quick movement or somebody like mm-hmm. that. That's the argument I've been hearing. Um, but you still, where's your training? Yeah. So th- that's what I thought about. I was like, okay, so how much training do you have? How long do they train y'all? How many times out of the year do y'all have to go through this? What are the training practices? You know what I'm saying? Like psychologically and uh, situation, uh, what do they call it? Like when they put you through a situation, yeah. you, you got to deescalate. Like, so how many times do y'all do that a year? Like, exactly. So it's just like when you go, that's no excuse. If you, this is your job. This is what you sign up for. You got to mm-hmm. deal with people in their everyday life and you're going to get calls and you got to deescalate. And going back to you calling, you know, those 
guys, let's just say the, the bad black guys, peons. It's a lot of peons on the police force. So, oh, sure. so when they see a, 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 a big black guy, let's just say y'all are like six, six foot and up, right? So y'all get out the car. Immediately they're intimidated. You know what I mean? Uh, y'all ain't show no signs of nothing, no gun, nothing, but they're intimidated. Why are they so intimidated you got the gun. of us black you know, people, man? What can know, we do? You know what I think about what cops are? I always say cops were either, when they were in like grade school, mm -hmm. they were either bullies that, that peaked mm -hmm. and are miserable in where they living now. Yeah. They were either the bullied yeah. They became fed up and got some power mm -hmm. and now are uh, just invoke like, you know what I'm saying, putting it out there. Yeah. Or they just flat out racist. And ironically, all three of them correlate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because and then also for the black people that's that are cops, mm -hmm. there are some and majority of them are black men. Yeah. It be those black men that that are the friend when white people be like i got a black friend you know what i'm saying like if if you notice on any movie or something like that mm -hmm. that that one black henchman that be in the crew of the whites mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that guy's the cop that's crazy man uh what's my man name what's uh the funny guy big dude he be all he be with seth rogan and all them oh no no the black dude you know, oh, Robinson, Robinson, yeah, yeah, like that type of character. Like, oh, uh, I get guy. what you're saying. Just, just yeah. the nah, I'm not gonna get that to him because he's a real nigga. I know. But I'm, I'm talking saying, about but, no, like, like, uh, motherfucking, uh, the henchman or uh, one of them, like, peon ass niggas. Like, uh, I watched Brink with my son the other day. It was Black Power Ranger was in that hole with the fucked up edge up. <laughs> that that type of guy. Like, well, yeah, that type of guy. That type of guy. Yeah. Just like a, keeping it on peon. Uh -huh. Goddamn peon. And so, it, and then most of the time, as we've seen it in the clip, the black women that are officers yeah. are the one that's holding down the communities. For sure. For instance, case in point, my best friend, my ace, Tati, she went from an officer this week to a special agent. Mm. She been hell bent on trying to, and she lives in Tulsa, mind you. The uh, the president tried to hold a MAGA rally on the nineteenth. Now he's doing it on the twentieth. Yeah. And shouts out to Russell Westbrook because he's throwing a block party on the same day to try to, you know, distract distract that shit. Yeah, man. So shouts out to Russell Westbrook for that. But shout out to my ace too because. She's a genuine sister that's out there where she's from, which is Tulsa. That was the Black Wall Street, you know, all the history. And she's trying to make a change from inside. And she will not be corrupted by what anybody and she's not gonna be stronghold or even uh uh you know what I'm saying, like intimidated by yeah. what anybody gotta say. She done climbed up the ranks and she's right there and she can definitely uh, down the road, change some, change up some shit. Shout out to Tachi. And man. it's always the women, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier. We always talk about protecting our black women, which we should be doing. Mm -hmm. 
They've been holding us down from the jump. Protecting us. Malcolm X got killed because he was going against how the Muslims was holding down the black woman. So it's just a full circle of this whole episode. The black woman is what's holding us down as black men, and we have to stop fucking over them. That's for sure. J. Cole got that lesson firsthand when he decided out of all the shit to talk about, he bring out this woman no name, and she put him in his place. Mm-hmm. Twitter put him in his place. And he humbly accepted it. He, he posted her song that's about him, and if that's what he had to do to learn his lesson, Shouts out to him. He's actually adapting, making the change rather than making a rebuttal. Ain't no but, ain't no because, none no justification. Own up to your shit. Hold yourself uh, self accountable. Mm-hmm. Be self aware. Stop fucking over these black women. Protect them because they holding us down. Can I get some context on that? That J. Cole. So he put out the song. He didn't say the no names name mm-hmm. in the song but yeah. he was saying about a girl put out a tweet and saying she she put out a tweet initially i don't know what it is verbatim but it said uh y'all favorite rapper ain't out here you know uh, bigging up the movement or whatever and what's fuck and what's crazy people speculate that it was actually about kendrick lamar not even about yeah, him that's what i'm saying and so if he took it that way and which he did yeah she was like she gonna put it right back on him, and she did. The lyrics that she put out, the song that she put out, right on the money. Cole, Cole allowed to have feelings though, you know, and he wrote he wrote those feelings in that song, and and in that song, what I got from the lyrics, he was really saying, "Hey, listen, I don't know as much as you know, uh, you know, teach me, uh, show me the way, you know, I can learn some things." And then she she came back and she said what she had to say. And like you said, I think he accepted it. But in in how he said it, he was pretty much watch your tone. I like, seen, I heard say that. How your, I, heard like, that. How, I heard that. Too. No, you don't do it. First off, I take it from our old shit, brethren. They said you can't tell a woman to relax. Whatever you do, you don't tell your woman to relax. I gotta tell my woman to relax. I, I, I ain't gonna lie, I do. Well, you don't tell <laughs> someone to watch. You you can't watch your tone is a little you, different. You can't say yeah, it sounds how I deliver my message. Yeah, it sounds you know a little yeah for sure. Now yeah. you can say if if the words are like like for me, I don't never get on. Hey man, you better watch how you fucking talking to me. No, if, no doubt. if your tone is loud, yeah for sure. I, get I it. tell you, look how I'm talking to you now. You you know what I'm saying? But if you say, uh, you bitch, bitch, hey, you're going to watch how you fucking talking to me. Right. That's the difference. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You don't tell no black woman, watch your tone. Yeah, you don't. You don't. I get that for sure. I do tell my woman to relax, though, because she's just, you know, she's got anxiety. <gasps> like, hold and on, and, man. and then it's our job to to get him back down. Calm him down. It's, 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 that, that's, yeah. that's, the only, that's the job that a man has in a relationship. It's the brain get back down. On that job. Mm-hmm. Now, if she already stated to you that mm-hmm. she don't like being told to relax mm-hmm. and you still do it, yeah. are you doing that job? No, in so many words, you can tell them to relax. No, what I'm saying, though, uh-huh. if, if she, tell- she tells you, I don't like when you tell me to relax. Don't tell me to relax. But you feel like your job is to get her relaxed and 
you still telling her to relax, relax, I, and all this shit, but she gets upset. Uh-huh. Are you doing your job? I will go about it a different way because my my job still is to provide her comfort. So if I'm telling her something, I would hope that she would take in what I'm saying. What is that? That is adaptability. Come, yeah. You got to be down. able to adapt. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's exactly what I'm, so what many I'm words. fucking telling black men, whoever watches this, whomever watches this, yeah. Phil just put it out there. She don't like to be told to relax. Mm-hmm. He adapts. In a sense, he telling her to relax, but he's doing it in a and, way that comforts her, yeah. that makes her feel protected, got to. that makes her know that you listen to her and you doing what you're supposed to be doing, providing. Yeah. I ain't in the sense to preach about no shit about how to treat your woman. I'm talking about women in general, specifically the black woman. We have to fucking adapt. Even if I don't give a fuck if you tweeted some shit now after saying all that shit I said earlier, I don't give a fuck if you tweeted that shit two weeks ago. If you change after fucking the day or after this week, especially that happened to that woman, toying, toying, get your shit together and hold yourself accountable and become self-aware. Because that's the only way we're going to fucking get better, especially as black men. The ego has to go. And that's one thing she said to J. Cole. Don't let the, the, the ego hit. And now you felt some type of way. Our egos need to be checked and we got to get better. I'm speaking up for all of us, because at the same time, my pops taught me to uh, respect our women, at this, and, and, and he took a backseat to my mama and stuff. At the same time, he knew if he was to be disrespected or checked or something like that, he could hold his own. So it's nothing to take a backseat to this women, but at the same time, no, if, if it comes down, push come to shove, and you got to step up, somebody going to get dealt with. Yeah. And they need to know that shit. No doubt. That's all that's from me. That's been on my chest all fucking week. Yeah, I was raised by a lot of players. Yeah, know, man, man, you just fine. That's what I said. You just find a different I still, way. Yeah, I still know how shit to got me hot. comfort in. Uh, yeah, yeah. And see, that corduroy so, hat, too. So, yeah, that's, that's a nice hat. So she said... Uh, you don't say relax. You say, calm. all right, let's, let's calm down. A yeah, I, gotta, <laughs> I got to with your woman. You know, you know, black women are, are uh, what do I want to say? What, what, what would describe your woman? They're, they're complex. Mm, I ain't going to help you. Nah, because <laughs> it's real. It's coming from a real yeah, place. Yeah, I, yeah. I, love, I love black women. I, I love you and your lady relationship. I love you and your lady relationship. And our, our producer and his lady relationship. Black women, they are the most beautiful thing on earth to me. Um, they're very complex. But... Uh, we are able to deal with it you yeah. know if we choose to deal with it we should be able to, to comfort them in any way possible because they go through a lot of emotions women period go through a lot of emotions they got to go through a lot of things bodily that we really don't have to go through you know what i mean so you know i i just always feel like it's our job to never disrespect a woman bro you know never disrespect you can just walk away uh, never hurt a woman, man. You know, yeah, if a woman, especially if it's not my woman, I've been in some situations where some some a situation happened and a woman is attacking me verbally. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, all right, I'm not going back and forth with you an like that. I had an incident like that. Listen, I'm not doing we, that we was, with you. Look, we was we was uh at Popeyes, Recently? out of all places. Yeah, my my nephew had a basketball tournament. I have my nephew in the car 
who I'm trying to set an example for. I have my, my baby sister in the car and my lady in the car. So we in the drive through I don't know if we waiting for one of them biscuits. I don't know what we waiting for. <laughs> but but, but this, this truck is backing up, and it's backing up to where I feel like you, they about to hit me, right? So I honk my horn. I'm like, you know, I don't lay on it. I just bump, bump, you know what I mean? And the lady stick her head out the, the uh, and there's a black woman. She like, uh, is there a problem? I say, I say, no, ma'am. I, I thought you was about to hit me. She was like, do it look like I'm close to your car? I say, just a little bit. She was like, pipe down, pipe down. You probably had a smile on your face when you said just yeah, a little I did, bit. Yeah, I did, I did, I yeah, did. But she was care. like, pipe down, pipe down. Then she looked at my car <laughs> like I'm in a, a, a crown. <laughs> Like, I'm in a regal or some yeah, shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? She looked at my car. She spit out, pipe down, pipe down. Now, I could have easily been like, bitch, fuck you. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, nah. My sister's in the car. Mm. My lady's in the car. I'm not about to disrespect She having anymore. a bad day. She's at Popeye's. Obviously, they <laughs> didn't get her order right <laughs> or something. Yeah. I, I got to be the bigger person. I, you know, set an example. Now, my girl and my sister, they was laughing. Yeah. I, you, I told you, a girl one time she was trying to, same situation like that. I was like, I was like, uh, ma'am, I ain't got nothing to do with your bad day. I told I her, know. like, I, you, I ain't got nothing to do with yeah. your bad day. Well, you making my day bad with it. Like, no, no, I'm not. What are we arguing about? <laughs> no, I'm not. Like, I ain't got nothing to do with your bed. It's just, you know, go on about your business. Exactly. You got to be the bigger person. But uh, shout out to Casey for that, the, the passion that he displayed today uh, for our black queens out there. We, we, we love y'all, uh, the poor horsemen. We love our black queens. And we love all women. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but we talking about our black queens today. Uh, we love y'all. Uh, we should be protecting y'all. And, uh, man, anything else before we get out of here, fellas? I'm about to go see mine. Shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I know what time it is. Juneteenth. Oh, Juneteenth. Texas try, was the last state to, to know that they were free. Mm, that's basically. crazy. I ain't going to work tomorrow. I already told them. Oh, you calling in? Yeah, I ain't going to work. Nike's giving their workers day off Yeah, pay. I don't get that benefit. I'm going to take the L, though. They going to know me. I ain't going to work. Like, I like that. Shit. I think I'm gonna buy you a dashiki for you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give me no dashiki. <laughs> give me some. Uh, uh, Which book? Um, some wave grease. Nah. Which book? Your your brand socks with the kente shit. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. I like that idea. Okay, <laughs> yeah. we got that. So this been episode what? 98. 98. We out. This the last shot. Break the bars out, screens in my expedition. Screens in my lack, yup, my trunk wreck. Break the bars out, it's like this and like that.